0: Welcome to the Geek Sweat Podcast. We We watch watch films films to save you hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review Sweat on online series as a stream, trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult tv perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting between your ears and our voices we take this opportunity to make the most of our podcast technology from castbox a new app that's available via android for your podcast and entertainment needs it's the one-stop shop for taking your podcast on the go hello and welcome to geeksware we are your film news reviews and interviews podcast where we are talking about all of the hot topics all of the cult tv sessions and any trailer talk that you may not be aware of we're here to make watching films easier for you and we're going to find the series that are going to delight your eyes this is now episode 94 and we are recording live from home and we're in a situation where we are recording in January, and I am joined by Dominic. And Hello. We are recording, and I am joined by King Dom and MKH.
1: Yay.
0: Yay! How are you guys doing?
1: Um, I, I, I'm missing our Make a Wish, uh, Make a Wish uh, Foundation kid. Um, you know Joe at, on the ones and twos, but other than that, I'm I'm good. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think his um, Willy Wonka podcast uh, Ticket has expired At the moment
1: (laughs) We've kicked out all fans According to um, (laughs) To Stephen All the fans are no longer welcome In in the dungeon
0: If there was a Willy Wonka podcast ticket Wouldn't it mean you could just walk onto any podcast And record it whenever you want So he's probably somewhere else Recording another podcast
1: yeah, probably with Santee right now. Lucky bastards.
0: Yeah, yeah they're probably recording a Joe Rogan experience as we speak.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, why would you choose to do that over Geek Sweat? I, know. I don't know. I mean, I know. he
0: obviously wants to be in a basement of a sweaty, bald guy. So that's how it is for some people. So um, <laughs> have you guys been catching up with your like Netflix and Amazon online and watching anything interesting lately?
2: Um I finally got around to seeing Bird Box.
0: Bird Box. Is that which? What
2: it's was called? you know the one with Sandra Bullock, which was a oh. sensation about this time last year. Yeah. And I didn't watch it at the time, just to be contrary, but I finally got around to watch it just when no one was talking about it.
0: Yeah, MK. Yeah. She did a review on it. You even said that Dom was the other version of the bird box guy doing the um, the dodgy stuff with two birds
2: flying in the box. I so don't wait, remember any of this.
1: So wait, it another took you was, another nine months to like actually see what I was talking about, Dom. And it what did. did you think?
2: It all makes sense now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you joined the bird box party. You didn't you didn't actually start walking around your house blindfolded, did you?
2: I I did not. I've got too much stuff in here that would have led to serious injury.
1: Yeah, that would have been a real out of context reference if you did start doing that like a year later after Sandra Bullock made it world famous. But I'm, I'm glad you, you're finally caught up with the rest of us in, in 2020. <laughs>
0: And, yeah. Uh, okay, have you been watching anything at the turn of the year for 2020
1: yourself um well only only what, what what we're about to speak about but other than that my um my playlist has been pretty dry I've been yeah. um, doing a lot more um I, I would say creative stuff so I've been doing a lot more writing and going to different shows in terms of uh, comedy and stuff and improv and okay. Actually, I was going to say that what, you know what, I did, I wasn't sure whether that was a Brazil top. I just thought you just had a brightly coloured top just for the fun of it. Yeah, And I was yeah. going to say, you I'm look just- like the little, do you remember Subrutio? Like the the little. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's what you look like, a human size. That was quite funny. <laughs> yeah,
0: that halfway through this video, I'm going to do a full 360 degree spin in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and kick, a, uh, kick a solid white ball across the room. Um, so yeah, and then
2: someone's like, going to flick you away with a massive hand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so what are we we want to do, um, talking about flicks or the or Netflix at least, is um, we're going to talk about B stars. Um, so uh, we've all had a chance to kind of have a look at this um, manga series adapted from a Japanese. Uh, Series of comics uh, Made by Viz Media And it's an interesting Phenomenon In a world uh, Where uh, We've managed to have civilised Anthropomorphic animals In a kind of High school drama Where there's a cultural divide Between carnivores and herbivores And the main character In this uh, Series is called Legoshi, who's a large grey wolf, who appears to be timid, quiet and reserved and he has a best friend called Jack who's a rat Labrador and as they try to navigate this kind of teen age world of high school he ends up falling in love with a rabbit called, if I'm correct Haru Um, so Guys, if you, what were your impressions of um, B stars like from the trailer um, before you actually watched it, or did you just jump straight into the episodes straight away?
2: Uh, I jumped straight in, so I didn't have any preconceptions. I don't know, Malachi, did you watch the trailer first? Uh,
1: absolutely not because if I did I would never have made it through that whole series For real. Right. seriously I, uh, I'm i going to make a massive pun here but right. that rabbit hole went deep in that show hmm. and yeah. I, I got tangled up and first impressions if I wanted to see animals like try and like fuck and argue with each other I would have tuned into Love Island 2020 but here we are hey yeah.
0: I mean, the, the, the thing is, it, this is more like Furry Island 2020, but the... I, I think I mean, that's
2: the ITV2 spin off isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but,
0: I mean, I suppose you've got to address the elephant in the room or the fox and the rabbit in the bedroom, which is, this isn't just like... Uh, I mean, me growing up with seeing animals with a kind of a human-like ability... My main reference point would be like Dog Tanyon and the Three Musketeers where it was like kids t- primetime TV show, four o'clock in the afternoon, dogs with swords trying to defend cats in dresses and never the twain shall meet sort of thing
1: Whereas We had now- Robin Hood, you had a Disney Robin Hood with the fox as well
0: Yeah, that was a a thing but I mean that's a one-off film so I suppose yeah. that's an in and out point and you, you got your expectations there and I think even with the Three Musketeers or Dog Tanyan and the Three Musketeers or Musker Hounds, I think it was, um, they, you know where the plot's going. And I think the problem or the interesting problem with stars is it goes off in tangents that you're not expecting because you can't really consider these interspecies relationships to begin with or how they may, may play out because we basically have like an arrogant deer who is kind of like the head of an actor's troupe called lewis and we have a kind of a promiscuous rabbit who is two years older than all of the rest of the cast but she's a dwarf rabbit who's kind of seen as an outcast in her circle and then there's also another character that comes in later on to the series called Juno who's a female grey wolf who feels that she should be the natural uh, partner for uh, Legoshi so um, and I felt it was like an interesting story in terms of looking at the hierarchy of animals as well as the hierarchy of status at in um in college what do
2: you think um is it a a way to look at the status in college like the different factions is that how you mean
0: yeah
2: yeah 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 that's, i that's... think so um to to an extent yeah I and mean, it seemed to weirdly enough um like a recurring problem of high school dramas is that all the actors look too old There are so many high school dramas where all the actors look about 30 and you've just got to suspend your disbelief. So, weird, Right, for example. So, weirdly enough, if you can get past the fact they're all animals, it somehow... If you can do that, it becomes more realistic than Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah. Somehow you can believe in like a, a deer and a rabbit more than you can a bunch of actors in their 30s.
0: I mean, there's quite a lot of American voice actors in this, which I, I think made it easier for me to settle into the idea. It was like an American high school teenage story, even though it was taking place in... In Japan. Really?
2: I was watching the Japanese version. I didn't even know there was an American version. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, I was watching the Japanese version with subtitles. so,
0: So, looking at the other side of it, how troubled were you by the sex story that was going on in terms of the promiscuity of the characters?
2: Obviously, that was like a anthropomorphism mixed with the natural characteristics of the animal because rabbits are known to be very promiscuous. So I think they were leaning into the characteristics of the animal, but in a way they couldn't do in a kid's show. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was kind of prepared for that, you know, just from the fact it's on Netflix and it was rated 15. So I imagined it would be, (laughs) I imagine that would crop up at some point.
1: Yeah. I, I love how Dom's always ready to see a naked rabbit on Netflix <laughs> that's what he's been gearing up
2: for. <laughs> finally <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm imagining like Dominic at home thinking like how long is the, the, the sentence on this warning <laughs> and, and then thinking like oh it goes right across the page that, that's the show for me
1: yeah because it said it, it was pretty weird actually because it said uh, sex and then sexual violence I was like oh my god what am I what have I been told to watch here and yeah even though all of the sex was consensual it still it still seemed like sexual violence to me because I, I didn't I never knew um watching a deer and a rabbit getting on would make me throw up so aggressively so yeah I was quite I, I,
0: was that the wolf and the ra- oh the deer and the rabbit did it as well yeah I forgot about that.
1: yeah <laughs> yeah I was I, it, it was a lot to take in I think I was halfway through the second episode where I, where I I said to myself okay I'm gonna have to take a day's break from this this is too much for my senses i started doing research on the writers to see if they had any type of sadistic childhood or anything like that whether they were raised in the forest or anything i couldn't find any evidence of it for someone to
0: itagaki yeah yeah
1: yeah, to, to, for someone to really have this image in their brains and bring it to fruition really haunted me for a couple of days. I was on, dare I say, I was, I was on. I, I was seeking antidepressants. It wow. was, yeah, it was, it was, t- like when I was told to watch, it, I was like, fair enough, it's another manga. Yeah. I, I honestly i thought it was going to be like watership down i thought yeah. they'll just rip each other apart because like you said it was carnivores and herbivores yeah, but then yeah. when they started having i was like oh this is this is stomach churning
0: oh yeah there, there's one thing yeah because there's one thing we've got to mention about this story because it's not just a matter of um a character called legoshi trying to find his way in um the teenage world but obviously this carnivores herbivores living side by side under the same roof of the same youth hostel or college dorms. There's actually a murder. It starts off with a murder that takes place, I
1: think, isn't it? So the star's best friend got murdered and we are led to believe throughout this whole series that it was actually the star who did it. Yeah, and then it's revealed in the last episode not who actually did it but it wasn't him um, so that was quite gruesome to open a series with yeah. uh, I also oh, I
2: was surprised that didn't force the cancellation of the play
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. Actually, that, that's funny yeah because there's, there's an actor's troupe who are trying to put a play on for the college and one of their stars gets killed and it's like, no, nope, we've got to carry on. Yeah, we and must. the person's the suspect, we're going to put them in as the um, understudy, almost, yeah.
1: That is definitely the. Um, it, it seems bri- very British in its approach. Like, just stiff up a lip. Let's just carry on. <laughs> we, yeah. we got through the blitz. We'll get through this. It was really weird. But uh, what I was gonna say, I I love that it's carnivores and herbivores, but everyone's has to be vegan. I think that's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's obviously against the nature of carniv. Like that's why. Yeah, yeah. They, they get cravings. Well, there,
0: there was all. There was obviously there was also the other thing um, because beastars in the time. Title actually implies that there's some kind of award or status or ceremony for being the top herbivore, stroke carnivore on campus. So it's not just about performing in the play, but the play is seen as like this elite tool of representation for the college. And um, the deer, uh, Louis, the reindeer Lewis, or the red deer, he seems to be like a shoe in for this title honorary title because he's from like a certain he seemed to be from a certain stock isn't he and a certain representation
1: yeah because the the impression i got is that only herbivores ever won the B star um because carnivores were seen as second class citizens because they have natural proclivities and cravings for eating their fellow um what would you call it in that world fellow being i guess so uh and i think it was quite interesting the dynamic between uh the head deer or red deer whatever he is and the star the gray the gray wolf and how he almost was uh goading the wolf to show his true colors and yeah and, yeah. and and it, it was like he was gearing up to be murdered or something. It was like, it was. There, there was a lot of fetish vibes I was getting from this series all the way along.
0: Well, do you know what? I, I saw it as like a vampire on campus, a little bit like, um, what's this show called? Or well, not show, the, the the film series Twilight. So I always saw it as like, there's this kind of murder mystery. Somebody turns into something else at nighttime and nobody really knows who it is. So, um, I mean, I'm looking at the... Um, the concept from the writer Itagaku, I think that's pronounced, and he's already stated that he chose to make a wolf the character as they're similar to dogs, to make them familiar to readers, and that the wolves are often sneaking around. However, the Lugosi name actually refers to the actor Bella Lugosi, who I think has previously played uh, vampires before in a few films. So, I I think I was caught up in the, the murder mystery side of the story from the beginning to not worry too much about the fetish because I actually just wanted to know who the murderer was. And I, I think I, it helped me let some things slide, so to speak.
1: Wait, hold on. Let me just. Uh, that just blew my mind. Yeah. Like, so. The murder that happened in the first five minutes of the first episode, which never really got referred to, except except when they went to the shrines a couple of times. That was on your mind throughout the whole series when that bunny went into great detail as to why she was so promiscuous and why everyone hated her and everyone having sex left, right and centre, getting banged from pillar to post. (laughs) You know- <laughs> that that was the, that was peripheral. That was a footnote for you.
0: Yeah, no, because you know what I found interesting. Peripheral bagging yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. You know what I found interesting about her story was um, it was the way that they portrayed a character who may not be seen as the most desirable person on campus or the most desirable person in her clique or peer group, but she had the most activity because she understood the kind of the fantasy or the she understood how she connected with other people which was something that made the character pure in a sense but also easy to exploit because it seemed like that character out of all of the others knew how to connect and interact with everyone else where everyone else tends to be like pushing each other's buttons or having a a steady simmering conflict going
1: on you know Uh, well speaking objectively um, she was quite a cute bunny but like everyone just didn't like her because she was quite promiscuous the the taller bunny I don't know she was obviously a different breed a thoroughbred bunny She uh, she was she was the equivalent of a um I guess, did girl-next-door virgin type, like, never uh, been yeah. touched before, who obviously couldn't keep her boyfriend because of that. But um, Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I really, like, to be fair, I don't know if, if Don can attest to this as well, I actually forgot about the murder until the last scene because of how much was going on and how yeah. many uh, uh, off-beaten roads the story took us. Um, it was yeah, it was quite fascinating. I I was actually rooting for um, Lewis. Well, no, the, is that the great no? The grey wolf to actually get a more prominent role in the school play. That's what I was rooting for. Like I forgot. That
0: yeah, he ended up in like a really fierce battle with a tiger that was an understudy. I'm trying to remember all of the different names now, but he ended up like getting slashed to pieces. But, yeah, the bill, the the Bengal tiger. Yeah. Who, Was somehow the understudy and kowtowing to the red deer, even though he's like the physically most ferocious character on campus, you know?
1: Yeah, can I just say, like, there's no way in real life a a wolf is going to get one over on a Bengal tiger. I I, I called bullshit on that scene, absolutely, but everything else made sense to me. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, Mark, just the little I'll, details like that for yeah. it. Calm down.
0: actually one thing I wanted to ask both of you, were either of you aware of what is known as furries or furries fetish culture before you watch this
1: film?
2: Absolutely not um, no. I became aware of this subculture before seeing the live action version of Cats and Okay. lots of reviewers said this is a film for furries
0: hmm Oh, yeah, and that's where you came across the term. Yeah.
2: That's where it's, I came across the term. And as always, when I see terms like that in a review, it's like Google, Google, Google. Ah. Oh, <laughs> <that>, yeah. <laughs> wish uh, I just hadn't done that.
0: Yeah, I, I think briefly we'll just step into it and just say for the listeners who are not aware, furries culture is kind of like um, a fetish culture for individuals who choose to dress up and perform like animals as a way of um, stimulation let's say for want of a better word
2: that was and, actually done
0: yeah and um, the, the thing is Cats is obviously a film that feels heavily influenced by that culture but the anima- when you're dealing with animation you can obviously go steps and steps further and uh, I think what was interesting was a lot of the story took place in um, the characters' heads as well. So you had a lot of internal dialogue or things that they thought they were doing, which they didn't actually do. So that made it more of an interesting, I don't know if you'd say, like, psychological horror for me.
1: Okay. Um, uh, Yeah, I I did... I guess by the, by the last episode, I did start to care about the characters, even though I was completely freaked out by all of the things that were happening and how. And I was confused, like, how young are the. I, I know Don was saying that it was more believable than 90210 because the characters in 91210 9, 1, were 30 year olds playing 18 year olds, but still, I was quite confused about the ages of the animals in this series because. That rabbit seemed like she was in her mid-twenties, like the, just the way she, she came across and how she projected herself. So I was getting a bit confused about uh, how uh, how old are the children, if they are children in this series, because it's supposed to be from 16 to 18, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I got the impression that the characters were 18. Years, the first year of characters were 18, which made the third year um, Haru, the rabbit, either 20 or 21. So she was obviously supposed to be talking from experience, but obviously she was physically timid because of the stature of the characters around her. And um, actually one thing I thought that was pretty cute was when you had the mice um, trying to walk to classes and um, it just changed the perspective because when you see where they're walking, they're like, they're just trying to walk past the step.
1: Yeah. So. I, I, I love the fact that she was always tending to her garden. I thought that was a nice, um, <laughs> subtle mm. reference <laughs> yeah. for all of the naughty people <laughs> there. What
2: are you getting at?
1: <laughs> she was always <laughs> in her garden, just tending but, to it. And lots thing- of boys were coming through the garden. Yeah,
2: but, yeah okay. It I'm, not
1: take it,
0: I'm not going to take it in a naughty way, but the reference point for me was also... The garden was like a penthouse suite, as I remember, or it was on the top floor somewhere. So it was kind of like her world was kind of above all of the like, so-called base or animal instincts of everybody else. Because from what I remember, all the fight sequences, apart from a, a late rescue scene, um, took place in the... Um, it took place in the on the ground floor. So... Um, actually what i should probably do is probably just like talk through the episodes and make it easy because in episode one with the um the murder scene as it were um we've obviously established the worlds like herbivores versus carnivores and um this red dead character louis trying to attempt to provide extra practice to get a replacement for the person who passed away But did you kind of feel that Legoshi was just kind of out of place, constantly trying to live or work towards the friendship of somebody who clearly hated him and wanted to uh, turn him into a raging predator?
1: Um, I felt like in the first episode he came across as quite a active pervert because he was looking at people from afar behind lights and things like that yeah, so yeah. It, it, it was almost as if the way it was written was yeah. that he needed his best friend to be killed for him to step out of the shadows almost and that's yeah. why it pointed that's why for me mm. it, a lot of the uh, a lot of the motives for killing that person in the first episode pointed towards Le- 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 you say it's Legoshi. Le- yeah. Legoshi. Yeah. So was- that's, that's what I was, that's what I felt his character that, like, yeah, he needed to be, he needed something to thrust him out of the shadows and yeah. interact with people and things like
2: that. So. Yeah.
0: And, and one thing I want to say, because you did a previous review of, um, I think it was, um, 13 Reasons Why, which was the series of... I mean, that was about a character who committed suicide. And we kind of discovered later on, episode by episode, who may or may not have done it. This is kind of similar in terms of, like, you've got a potential main character who's been removed from the story through a death, like, very early on. Did you see any similarities with it being, like, an American-voiced teen
1: drama dealing with um, a bereavement Um, I I think they grieved pretty well for teenagers actually no one really cried they went to the shrine once or twice but I guess that's what you have to do when you're paying respects but after that it's like yeah he's just a memory he he, he is um, food on someone else's plate (laughs) now that's what it was like (laughs) it was pretty weird what do you think Dom?
2: I I was a little Taken aback by their apparent Lack of grieving or remorse It did mm. seem a little odd Yeah <laughs> uh,
0: And um, later on In um, I think it was probably Episode 8 Or where they start to prepare for this meteorite festival because somehow they clearly forgot about their best friend who kind of got immediately slaughtered and the idea of Legoshi being the wolf who would have done it because of the symptoms of the attack. Um, it starts to kind of get pushed away to the sidelines as he seen to be more and more of a part of the um, the technical crew of the play or the the, the drama club, as it were. Um, They end up taking the school troop outside and they start discovering how the real world works or operates with carnivores and herbivores. So how did you feel about the idea when they did the meteorite festival and they started coming into contact with the lions, who are supposedly like kings of the jungle, who really ruled the roost of how the city worked?
1: What was the mayor? Was the mayor a lion?
0: The mayor was a lion, but he has been defanged. Yeah. make yeah. more popular amongst the community so yeah, that it yeah. could be accepted. Mm. But he was an extension of another series of lines who had some kind of underground gangland. Oh,
1: shit. Them. That was, that was going to say, like, that was, that was wild when she gets kidnapped by those... <coughs> devilish lions like that was straight mm. out of a fetish scene like yeah, I don't, yeah. i'm not going to say that i've actually searched for that type of scene online but that was straight out yeah. of there. that was the exact playbook like yeah. he he like let her get like bathed in nice water i want yeah. you all clean and ni- oh my gosh that was insane i'm yeah. telling you that the writers had a problem and i think <laughs> um yeah i i think them going on the outside world really helped them see that yeah the outside maybe they need to stay in school forever. That's why she's yeah. still in school, baby. That's why she, I mean, she but
0: the, the thing is Except didn't we not. get a te- didn't we get a taste of it where there was um I think the build when Bill the Bengal Tyler Tiger and I think there was an armadillo and the go out in the town. I think there was a tramp who was like selling his fingers for money or yeah. like, like uh,
1: no because it's They're like vagrants um, now. Come on. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> um
0: he was like um I can't remember what animal he was but he he was willing to let the, uh, the what was the school kid animals mm. like bite off a finger for money, sort of thing, you know. So there was a kind of a dark sense the, of like black market life, kind of almost all around him, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that's the animal world's equivalent of "I'll give you a hand job." <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> literally. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but there was one thing that I found interesting about Legoshi's, um rescue attempt of Haru when she gets kidnapped because um there's a blackout that happens at the festival which means that some of the kids have to go home and some of the people are more concerned about people's whereabouts but it felt like um i'm trying to remember the bruce sleeper was it is it game of death or no big boss where he had to go up level by level like he's got the yellow different. jumpsuit like you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: there's so, a reason for that. That yeah. is not a coincidence.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel I felt that there was still some kind of, even though there was a lot of fetish sizing going on, it still felt that there was, to me, that there was um, a a real sense of um, try to honor honor some films that had gone past before, and I, I felt excited about the plot twists and turns, particularly when Lagoshi gets kidnapped himself halfway through his rescue and comes across i think it's like some kind of panda um a great white panda who's like seems like some ex-veteran military character who's trying to snap some sense into people into some carnivores by doing some like um deep-rooted um psychological think tank on them
1: yeah that guy was badass that panda Uh, definitely um yeah that, that's why i'm just confused how you how you how the murder in the first episode stayed at the forefront stayed at the forefront of your brain with all this stuff going on during the series like 12 episodes of absolute um uh fantasy writing there and you, you I, kept your eye on the prize you, you I,
0: cheeky I, sod <laughs> I, I i was caught up in the intrigue of all of the mysteries and i was just waiting for things to get revealed so I mean, yeah, there was an odd, weird arousal feeling when a... Um,
2: you felt weirdly aroused.
0: Well, I think there was a scene when, um, I think the, the rabbit had um, met the wolf, the Lagoshi, the first time, and she was trying to strip-tease him or something like that. And I was thinking this, the dialogue, and the setting was better than, like, any Mickey Rourke film in the 80s, you know?
2: Um, wow, what? that's a high bar. <laughs> <laughs> also very disturbing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I remember that scene because he was thinking, Oh, what should I say to her? What should I say? He wasn't even looking at her. He was looking down, what should I say to her? What should I say to her? He was just looking for the next sentence and she'd ready stripped naked. So yeah. um yeah, that kind of set the tone for the rest of the of the series so yeah just for the uh, obviously the, the, the viewers and listeners out there so it's 12 episodes and yeah. they're 20 minutes each yeah. um which is doable like like if it gets a bit much for you, you like you're probably halfway through an episode anyway so yeah. i would i would recommend people do still hang in there um, okay cool yeah. i mean
0: dom what's your recommendation for the series
2: it is it is a weird one, no question about that. I mean, yeah. the premise of carnivores and herbivores living together, very similar to the Disney film, Zootropolis. Yeah. Um, although, obviously, Zootropolis didn't have sex scenes between animals. That yeah. <laughs> did not happen. They had Shakira singing a nice song about getting on yeah. with everyone.
1: Yeah, the animals in that, uh, in that film actually got brought by the stalk. So, yeah, there was no sex involved. Hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, whether it's good to lie to kids, it probably is when it comes to that. But yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. definitely less disturbing than the deer Rabbit action you get in Beastars. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's a lot. It's a lot, it's, of it's a
2: lot to take in. It yeah. is what I mean, I think the technical term is it's a head fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, for me to kind of jump in, I would say this is... Something, if you want to see something different on Netflix, this definitely ticks all of the boxes. But it's in a kind of um, Napoleon dynamite algorithm where there, I don't think there's any other series that is quite like this
2: Well I I must say like since I watched this I have been recommended an anime based on Dracula so it will like (laughs) fuck up all your Netflix recommendations if you watch it just pre-warning you that
0: Yeah 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 (laughs) but so uh, I'm thinking um, I think there's some really good drama in it I think there's some really interesting uh, psychological thrills it does take some time to get your head around what these characters do, particularly the interspecies relationships. and um, I think, if you can get past the first two episodes, I think you will be introduced to a different landscape of how manga is transferring itself into series. And I think B stars, I mean, I like the different styles of animation. I liked uh, some of the music and I liked. I just think the voice acting performances just felt like very authentic all the way through. So for some reason, I didn't think there was any real suspension of disbelief, regardless of how many crazy things were happening online. They, Sorry, on screen, they were somehow making it work. So yeah, I'd recommend it.
1: Uh, so that's free for free, isn't it? Yeah. Even though I, I did try and shit on it in the beginning, but uh, yeah, I, I do think people, if they do want to see something really different, they should uh, try out this type of manga. And also, uh, before we, we switch off, I just want to highlight that obviously there was interspecies like sex, but... No babies could be made from that because I was ready to see half horse, half lion, like walk around the campus, but it never happened. So obviously, unicorn or something
0: like that? yeah, well, exactly. Terrible.
1: So <laughs> obviously the sperm dies within other species, but you can only procreate of your own. So that's that's a good science lessons for all those um, people trying to crossbreed out there.
2: Yeah. Although you can make a liger. That is a true science. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is a thing
1: yeah no, i've seen it i've seen it yeah absolutely that's um, probably
0: why they kept the lion separate from the story until the last two episodes of the series make you know? yeah it more complicated but yeah um thanks for talking about that series with me guys i don't think i could have wished it on anybody else
2: um don't know uh, how to take that.
0: <laughs> so um thank you for joining us mkh thank you for uh you're welcome me, uh, thank you for coming back again and doing a review set with us kingdom
2: Anytime time Trav
0: and uh, that was another episode of Review Sweat um, we've uh, you a recommendation to watch B Stars. Uh, we're on episode 94 but we're also on 21 different platforms if you want to listen or watch us online uh, we will be proje- producing videos soon but at the moment if you want audio you can listen to us on Acast, Anchor Apple Podcasts Blurberry and many more platforms down the alphabet including CastBox and Radio Public Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it and we look forward to hearing from you again soon. Ciao for now.
1: Bye. Bye.